You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. The FBI is taking ISIS's potential for inspiration seriously as the United Cyber Caliphate publishes a hit list online. Malware is found in a German nuclear power plant, fortunately isolated and apparently without ill effect. BAE Systems warns that malware used in the Bangladesh bank heist is part of a larger toolkit. Microsoft tracks platinum, a hot-patching espionage ring. And financial analysts wonder if security industry consolidation is drying up venture funding. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Thursday, April 28, 2016. The self-proclaimed United Cyber Caliphate is heard woofing on the relatively secure messaging app Telegram. The UCC has published a list of some 3,600 New Yorkers whose assassination it's urging. This isn't the first time ISIS sympathizers have published hit lists. The Cyber Caliphate Army, one of the three UCC founding groups, doxed a list of what purported to be the home addresses of former U.S. State Department and CIA personnel last December. And so far, there's no particular evidence that any such hit lists have claimed victims, at least in the West. Passcode notes that the list doesn't seem to have emanated from any official ISIS source, but in a loosely controlled terrorist group that runs on inspiration, any meaning one might attach to the word official is necessarily an attenuated one. The increasingly overt U.S. cyber campaign against ISIS is intended in part to erode the effectiveness of the group's messaging. It appears to be having an effect on recruiting. Whether it will have a comparable effect on the more difficult target of inspiration remains to be seen. A nuclear power plant in the Bavarian town of Gunt Reminen is mopping up some malware discovered in its systems. Security teams have found both Configur and W32 Ramnet in plant systems. Security teams found both in a data visualization software retrofit dating to 2008, and they also found instances in removable storage media, including USB drives. Plant safety and operations appear not to have been compromised. BAE Systems, which has been investigating the Bangladesh bank hack, warns that the malware used in the attack is part of a toolkit that has broader use, and that we can expect to see it again. Facebook users, the majority but not all of them in the Philippines, are being targeted by a social engineering campaign that induces users to watch a malicious video. ESET suggests removing the Make a GIF extension from your Chrome browser. It's a natural reaction. See some malware trying to have its way with your network? Block that malware's IP. Todd O'Boyle is CTO and co-founder at Percipient Networks, and he says, not so fast. I think that blocking IP addresses for malware command and control or just blocking them out of countries and those kinds of things grew out of our use of firewalls. Um, which you know started in the 90s. The threats that we deal with today, they operate totally differently um, than the threats in the 90s. Almost all of the malware that you'll see that, that actually does stealing 
it phones home from the inside out, right? And most people's firewalls um, filter very little outbound. They filter almost everything inbound, um, but they don't filter anything outbound. And so the attackers know this. Attackers, their infrastructure is and their malware is set up so that it automatically routes around those kinds of things. So the attackers have you know, basically rendered that approach um, ineffective. According to O'Boyle, there's valuable information in malware's behavior. When malware tries to phone home, pay attention to who's trying to do it so that you, know, you can go clean up the intrusion. The other thing that um, you get out of the malware channel by paying attention to that is on some fingerprints about the adversary themselves. Uh, if you put it together over long periods of time, you can you know, piece together campaigns against you, you know, lots of uh, targeted malware. That approach is really the future of, of how people are going to do um, security, especially in the enterprise. That's Todd O'Boyle from Percipient Networks. Their website, named for their flagship product, is strongarm.io. Verizon launched their 2016 data breach investigations report. We'll talk to Verizon on tomorrow's edition of the CyberWire podcast. Microsoft researchers continue to track the activities of the Platinum Espionage Group. Active since 2009, Platinum has targeted governments, intelligence agencies, telecommunications companies, and defense industries, mostly in Asia, using hot patching to avoid detection. Microsoft stopped short of calling Platinum a state-sponsored operation, but it has said that, quote, the group shows traits of being well-funded, organized, and focused on information that would be of most use to government bodies, end quote. In industry news, analysts mull the disappointing SecureWorks IPO and wonder whether a trend toward security industry consolidation will dry up venture funding opportunities for startups. Several nations, notably India and Australia, are launching a range of public-private partnerships designed to foster the growth of an indigenous cybersecurity industry. We haven't heard much lately about the Panama Papers, and we do note that the obvious American dog is still refusing to bark. But the security of the information held by law firms remains of interest to hackers, and attorneys can expect that cyber criminals and other threat actors will continue to give them a great deal of unwelcome attention. We spoke to Marcus Roshecker from the University of Maryland Center for Health and Homeland Security about why law firms are just so darn attractive to hackers. We'll hear from him after the break. Finally, among several product and service announcements comes news that CyberArk has organized what InfoSec magazine calls, rather breathlessly, a Justice League for Cybersecurity. This C3 alliance, as it's called, indeed has an impressive lineup. Not only CyberArk, but also FireEye, Forescout, Intel Security, LogRhythm, Qualys, Rapid7, SailPoint, SecureAuth, Symantec, Tenable Network Security, Tripwire, and Veronis. Congratulations and good hunting. But we can't get one question out of our head. If this is the Justice League, who has to be Aquaman? Wonder Twin Powers, activate. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust Plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. 
Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. I'm joined once again by Marcus Roshecker. He's the Cybersecurity Program Manager at the University of Maryland Center for Health and Homeland Security, one of our academic and research partners. Marcus, we're seeing more and more that uh, law firms in particular are becoming targets for cyber attacks. Why are law firms so attractive to cyber criminals? Yes, that's absolutely true. Law firms are increasingly a target for cyber criminals. And I think the main reason for that is that law firms hold a lot of sensitive information, sensitive and valuable information. Um, For example, law firms hold a lot of intellectual property on behalf of their clients. Law firms are involved in mergers and acquisitions. So if if a cyber criminal gets access to that kind of information, they could use that information to engage in some sort of insider trading, for example. Uh, and could, they could make a lot of money based on information that a law firm holds that is not yet available to the public. In general, there's just a lot of sensitive and proprietary information that law firms will hold on behalf of their clients. That information can have a tremendous impact on people's lives uh, in big cases and small cases. And there's just a, a real desire for cyber criminals to obtain this kind of information. On top of all this, uh, it appears that law firms are a little bit behind the time, so to speak, when it comes to ensuring that their networks are secure. It's been revealed in several reports that law firms are are lacking in uh, in updating some of the security and safety measures that they should be engaging in when it comes to protecting their their sensitive information. Uh, It's interesting also to note that uh, according to some reports, up to 97% of law firms have actually been already breached and that it takes law firms on average about 225 days until they actually discover that breach. So this is a very serious topic. And of course, we saw the recent Panama Papers breach, which really highlights the issue. Absolutely. I mean, in, in, in this Panama Papers breach, a law firm was hacked um, and they lost According to reports, uh, 11.5 million documents, uh, about 2.5 terabytes of data. Uh, By some accounts, that amounts to basically all of the law firm's documents over the last 40 years. Marcus Rauschecker, thanks for joining us. And a reminder, we'd like to hear from you. If you've got a question or a topic you'd like our academic and research partners to discuss, you can send us an email at questions at thecyberwire.com. Struggling to secure on-prem apps with modern identity? Don't worry, you're not alone. Join industry leaders from Fortune 500 organizations to secure your apps on any cloud with any IDP, regardless of your environment's complexity. Meet Strata's identity orchestration platform, Mavericks. Say goodbye to the headaches of app refactoring and legacy tech debt. 
With Identity Orchestration, you can modernize legacy apps to use MFA or passwordless authentication in a few weeks, migrate from one IDP to another, and so much more without changing the app. No matter your IAM use case, Strata extends the value of your current identity investments. And the best part? You can try it for free today. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire to share your biggest identity challenge, and they'll hook you up with a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Don't miss out. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire. That's strata.io slash cyberwire. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hey all, Rick here. At N2K Cyberwire, we're dedicated to continuously improving the quality of the news and commentary on our network. That's why we're inviting you to participate in our 2024 audience survey. It only takes a few minutes, and your feedback is invaluable. Plus, you'll have the chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card as a thank you for your time. Head on over to cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to share your feedback now.